You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hi there. We hope you are able to use your employment rights to protect yourself at work. We want to start by saying, as always, that if you like what we are doing, please like, share and subscribe to our podcast and our content and tell as many people as possible so that we can help as many people as possible. We would also like to ask you to take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedules to leave us a review on iTunes. We would really appreciate this and it would help to make the podcast more visible. To leave a review, just click the Apple Podcast link on our podcast website or use the iTunes link which you will find at the bottom of the show notes where you're listening to this podcast episode. You can also use our social media links on our podcast website to make contact with us if you need support. Remember, you can find all the information you need at the bottom of the show notes where you're listening to this podcast episode. So let's get into this week's discussion. This week, we take a look at the thorny subject of conduct dismissals. Conduct dismissals are dismissals that take place where the reasons given for sacking you from your job are supposedly behavioural reasons, meaning that your behaviour at work is said to have fallen below the company expected standard. So although this is called a conduct dismissal, we're really talking about misconduct at work. When dealing with bullying, conduct dismissals or being fired because of your behaviour at work, even when you are the victim, these types of dismissals are very common. In America, for example, it was reported that 78% of people who were targeted by bullies actually lost their jobs in comparison to only 1% of bullies being fired from their jobs for any reason not just bullying of other workers. And given these figures and the rise in bullying in UK workplaces, there is no reason to think that the UK is any better than America when almost 50% of workers in the UK report being bullied by their managers or their colleagues. But one thing that is often missed is that if you are bullied at work, sacking you from your job might well be a further act of bullying because the bully knows that it could take many years or many attempts at getting another job to get over the experience you have suffered or to expunge the sacking from your work history. And that is irrespective of whether you ask the company for a reference or not. If you have a sacking on your work history, your prospective new employer is going to want to know the reasons for your dismissal and may even contact your new employer to find out those reasons. And that is enough to put anyone off from trying to get another job. 
And in fact, research shows that many people go as far as to change careers completely or drop out of the work market altogether rather than have to face questions about their work history or why they are trying to portray the employer as the abuser and themselves, the worker, as the victim when it was you, the worker, who was fired from your job. And this whole picture can lead to a further unseen act of re-bullying because, again, research shows that when you have been bullied at work and then find yourself dismissed from your job, you are much more likely to question your self-worth and the value you have to any employer. And you are also more likely to take on labels of yourself as the problem, particularly if there is a delay in you being able to find alternative employment at the level that matches your skills, knowledge, experience and your previous salary level. This is why we at Employment Rights Online believe that conduct dismissals against people who are bullied at work are actually disguising a further, more sinister act of re-bullying against the victims of bullies. As we have said, it is not unusual for victims of bullies to find themselves facing dismissal from their jobs because of conduct or behaviour reasons, usually linked to standing up to the person or people bullying them. But despite this real wrong done to victims of bullies, there are some things you need to know if you are somebody who is facing a conduct dismissal because you have to be sure that you are able to protect your employment rights at work if you find yourself on the end of a three-step procedure aimed at dismissing you from your job. When you started your job, you should have been given a contract of employment. In that contract of employment, it is likely that your company has provided details of the company disciplinary procedures. As part of the disciplinary procedures, it is not unusual for your employer to provide details of acceptable and expected conduct for all employees. And by contrast, you may also find details of unacceptable conduct, which if indulged in by employees, is likely to see you face investigations into your behaviour. Unacceptable conduct can include things like bullying. Yes, you may also find listed things like dishonesty, discrimination, impairment through either drugs or alcohol, for example, violence or criminal convictions. Now, notice we said bullying as one of the unacceptable types of conduct. Often we find that when the victims of bullying stand up to the bullies, it is often the victim who faces a disciplinary and can often be accused of bullying the bullier. Okay, so once your employer decides that your behaviour has fallen short of acceptable company standards, you may be asked to attend a formal meeting about your conduct and that meeting is usually called a disciplinary hearing at which you may face misconduct allegations if your employer has investigated your conduct and believes your conduct to have fallen below expected company standards. There are several podcast episodes that go into more detail about disciplinary hearings, so we won't go into detail here. 
If after the conclusion of the disciplinary hearing into your conduct, the allegations against you are then found proven, this could lead to you being dismissed from your job, depending on the seriousness of the allegations made against you and any other sanctions that may already be on your employment record. If you are dismissed for your behaviour, this would be a dismissal for a potentially fair reason. This does not mean that you agree with the dismissal or the reasons used to dismiss you. Being dismissed for a potentially fair reason merely means that your employer believes the company's standard of proof has been met to dismiss you for poor behaviour. If you don't agree with the dismissal because you believe the reasons for the dismissal or the way the allegations against you have been investigated or you believe your employer has not treated you fairly during the three-step procedure dismissal process, you should consider that your dismissal might be unfair and you should then consider taking your own actions to challenge your employer's decision, starting with appealing the decision to dismiss you. Remember, whether or not you agree with the reasons for your dismissal and whether or not you agree with your employer that your dismissal has been procedurally fair and that you have been dismissed for a potentially fair reason, if you are dismissed for your job for reasons of conduct, you will need to ensure you receive all contractual payments owing to you, such as notice pay, holiday pay and any other contractual payments linked to your job, such as shift allowances. In certain conduct situations, such as gross misconduct or summary dismissals, a summary dismissal is when you are dismissed on the spot. In these types of dismissals, you may not be entitled to notice pay. You will need to check your contract of employment and all letters and paperwork connected to your dismissal for clarification about your final payments. And you also need to remember that challenging unfair dismissals requires a two-year continuous employment service with your employer, but wrongful dismissal does not have a time limit. You can refer to episode 77 of the podcast for more information on these two areas. And that's it for this week. Remember, you can find all our support links at the bottom of the show notes where you're listening to this podcast episode. Until next week, have a great Employment Rights Week. Bye for now. <laughs>